Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1415 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. And goals equal success, Fire Nation. So with the freedomjournal.com, you'll be accomplishing your number one goal in just 100 days. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Mr. James Altucher. James, are you prepared to ignite? John, I totally am. I've been very excited to be once again on Entrepreneur on Fire. Last time I was on, where were you living? San Diego. San Diego. Now you're living in Puerto Rico. I can't ever keep track of all. I, I have like a map in my room, all places John Lee Dumas lives. Because our first time that we talked was uh, when I was living in Portland, Maine. So this is the third interview, Fire Nation, with James. He was episode 105, where I was in Portland, Maine, 1182, when I was in San Diego, and now 1415, when I'm living in Puerto Rico. And who's James? Well, he's a successful entrepreneur, angel investor, chess master, and author of the Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Choose Yourself, as well as host of the James Altucher Show, which by the way, Fire Nation, I just recently appeared on, so go check that out. And that's where you're going to join today's most influential thought leaders in exploring what it means to be successful and achieve well-being in a world that's increasingly complicated. So James, take a minute, brother, fill in the gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Uh, my personal life, like <laughs> women with or you know, like playing chess in Washington Park and stuff. You know, I grew up in and around New York City. Uh, I've started a bunch of businesses, and most unfortunately, I have failed at uh, enormously at these businesses. Like, I'm so impressed, John. You like it's like you decided, oh, I'm. I'm driving to work one day and I figure I'm going to make like seven figures a year of podcasting. He just went ahead and did right. it. And I've never been able to do that. Like I've been good at starting businesses and, and making money and, and so on. But then I always seem to, and I'm knocking on wood now because I hope I don't do it again. Right. But uh, at least my first couple of businesses I started and sold, I would always immediately, and I, and I mean immediately, like lose the money. Like I would cash out, not it wouldn't be paper, and I would just be like a drunken rock star and <laughs> spend the money. And uh, I would, I was just an idiot. And I guess I learned from it. Like I don't regret any of these things. But now I'm trying to be much more just smart about how I how how I am both linking my financial life with my inner life with my personal life. You know, because it all sort of works together. And and that was the thing that I sort of realized from that. But but yeah, I've started a bunch of businesses. I invested a bunch of businesses. I've written now uh, 18 books. Uh, I really love writing. That's kind of like the love of my life. Uh, I uh, And I enjoy podcasting. Like you and I have been on like five podcasts yeah, together, six. all together. And we're, we're, we're in it. We're, you're certainly in it to the finish line. And I'm <laughs> in it for now, but I'm, I'm pretty dedicated to it. Well, James, the podcasting world has just been elevated when you brought your talents to the game. And, and I just really knew back when I listened to you. What do you think I could do better? I, I want to ask your advice. Okay. You're the kid. What, what, what can I do better, you think, at podcasting? You know, the thing is, what you do so well is you yourself. And that's what you did with your book, Choose Yourself, when you read the book. Like, you didn't just try to read your book. Like, you also injected your personality. Um, you know, 
if something comes up within the course of the rest of this interview and I can think of it, I'm going to bring it up there. But right now I can just say what you do really well is you are yourself. And, and that's where a lot of podcasters struggle. They try to conform to some kind of podcasting host they think they should be. But I'll come up with something. I will. But you can, you can tell James you're a funny guy when even your sound guy laughs to your little joke that you just had. So if you guys want to go back, you're going to be able to hear James sound guy chuckle a little bit when he talked about being a drunken sailor. So James, one thing that I want to ask you right now, you know, with choose yourself, you know, which by the way, fire nation, 99 cents in Amazon, like get on over there. This is a book that has changed thousands and thousands of lives. And if you haven't read it, take 99 cents out of your pocket, put it into the Amazon machine and read the book, choose yourself. It's amazing. When I first published that book and look, I've done, you know, 15 books before that. I've done a couple of books since then. And people were like, Oh, he's just selling out. He just wants to make money. The whole thing's 99 cents. Right. It's not like, you know, I live in Manhattan. I don't know what you can do with that. <laughs> and after Amazon takes their cut, I mean, you're bar- you're barely doing one load of laundry. One load of laundry is two fifty. What in Manhattan? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with seventy cents here? Oh man. Well, let's talk real quick about um, the book "Reinvent Yourself," which you you say is going to come out in October. For some reason, I think it might be a little earlier than that because you seem to really make stuff like this happen. But what's "Reinvent Yourself" all about? It's just like you, John. I've spoken to a lot of people through my podcast. I mean, people who have just blown me away. Like when I first started podcasting, I would just throw out messages to anyone like, hey, can you come on my podcast? And gradually as the podcast got bigger, I was getting more incoming calls. Like all these amazing people wanted to be on. And I was just taking notes, tons of notes on each person. Like, you know, and and people were asking, is this a business podcast? And I realized, no, my podcast is really about peak performance like what does it take to be a peak performer no matter what your field is so i've had everybody from like coolio to dan reno to tony hawk to peter teal and Bismarcky. Mark yeah bismarcky i've had all these amazing people <laughs> on my podcast and i've really uh learned from them and plus i've learned from my own self like i realized gosh over the past 20 years i've reinvented myself i've probably had 10 completely different careers, not just jobs, but careers. And, you know, I had to really kind of assess, well, what does that mean? Is, is this good? Is this bad? What did I do to change careers? What did these other people do to become peak performers in their own careers? And I feel like I learned a lot. And I don't know if there was any, um, you have to do X, Y, and Z, but there are a lot of things you can do. And if you can sort of pick and choose, these are the formulas that work for me. And I'm going to try them out. And, and, I, and, I, and that's basically what I write about in Reinvent Yourself. Sort of like the timeline for reinvention, kind of the cheat sheet for it. And then what have all of these amazing people, including a not such amazing person like myself, done to, to reinvent themselves? Now, on Amazon, they kind of had that coming soon where you can like add, add it to your watch list. Are you going to have that opportunity for people? Because this is going to be coming out on September 5th. So a lot of Fire Nation is going to go jump on Choose Yourself. But uh, where can they get on the wait list for Reinvent Yourself? That's a good idea. I'll put it on Amazon on the um, on the pre-order. Nice. Love it. So James, one thing that I felt pretty good about when I was living in San Diego, I mean, I was living in a pretty small condo with Kate. It was two bedrooms, two baths. It was, it was a beautiful condo, but we really had figured things out as far as stuff that we had. You know, we, we weren't really 
adding a lot of furniture or this and that ticky-tacky stuff. But I will say, you know, we moved to Puerto Rico back on May 1st. We ended up buying a house. And I will admit, this this house is our dream home. So it's it's five bedrooms, it's five baths, it's 5,000 square feet. It's massive. Like, I'm speaking to you in the one room that doesn't sound like an echo chamber. Like, it's a huge house. I think I'll to Puerto Rico. I think I have to do it. Uh, James, you have to come. Bring Claudia. It's going to be an absolute blast. Open door policy. But the one thing that I, I kind of cringe about a little bit is every single day I feel like we're having literally the UPS truck back up to our, our garage and just like dumping a box of stuff. And, and it's just like just, there's so much stuff that comes when you move to a new place, when you buy a new house. And I was really thriving with minimalism before we left. And, and I want to get back there. It might take a little bit of time because, again, we have this empty cavernous home right now. But how has minimalism brought you freedom and joy in your life? No matter what sort of discipline you have in your life, and so I have a very strict discipline for myself, which I write about in in Choose Yourself, where I focus every day uh, on incremental improvements with my physical health, with my emotional health, uh, you know, in terms of like who who are the people around me and, and, you know, being around people I love and who love me. With my creative slash mental health, I try to be creative every day. And finally, with my spiritual slash gratitude health, I try to think of all the things I'm grateful for every day. And I find that even with that discipline, no matter what you do, we're all humans living on this planet and bad things happen. So good things happen and bad things happen. And what I found with this kind of daily incremental practice is that even when bad things happen, my recovery time has become faster and faster. And so... Over the course of the last year or two years or whatever, you know, good things have happened to me, but also, like anybody, bad things have happened to me on, uh, let's say, personal level or sometimes a financial level. You have to, you know, deal with lots of difficult decisions, uh, particularly if you're involved in multiple businesses. And uh, I decided, you know what, I need to, the most important thing I need to do is focus on my own personal health, like the four things I described before, and everything else outside of that, I need to just put to the side. So what I did was I decided, I I had done a lot of traveling during the past year, and I realized when I was traveling, I was only traveling with one bag with a few outfits and another bag with my computer in it. And so I decided I I didn't really need anything else at all. So I didn't need any of, uh, you know, I was renting an apartment that had all these belongings in it, and I didn't need any of that. So I shut down the lease on that apartment, and I hired somebody to go over to my apartment and get rid of everything in there. So when I say everything, I mean there was three beds they got rid of, all my plates, all books, TVs, furniture, uh, you know, paperwork. Uh, I told this this woman, her name was Lisa, I told her... Uh, don't even call me. I don't want to be sentimental. So, so like, don't call me about anything. And But she did call me once. She said, are you sure you want me to throw out your diploma? And I said, absolutely. I haven't used my, di- I haven't even made use of my diploma in 30 right. years. So burn it. And, uh, uh, you know, and then she said, what about photo albums? And I said, just, I'm not carrying any of this stuff around anymore. I'm just only going to, at least for now, I'm only going to carry around the one bag with, three outfits in it and one bag with computer, iPad, phone in it. And that's it. So that was, that was a while ago. And since, and since then, and I ended that lease 
And since then, I've just been carrying around these two bags. And so when I, like, I went to California for a week. So what does that mean? It means I actually moved to California right. for a week. <laughs> like, all my belongings were with me in California. And then I moved back to New York. And I, and I, and I don't even like to rent anymore. I, I just Airbnb, which sometimes is cheaper and sometimes is more expensive. It just depends where you are and what kind of place you want to live in. But uh, uh, so I, I don't like to rent and I don't like to own. I don't like to pay bills. I don't like to deal with any hassles other than am I improving physically, emotionally, creatively, and, you know, with gratitude. Uh, and that helps me in all the kind of ups and downs in life to kind of bounce back and keep on, you know, doing what I do, which is I, I like to think that I help people. But most of all, I, I enjoy being creative. I enjoy this podcasting. I enjoy being involved with the businesses I'm involved in. And and this is and I and and. I don't mean this as an afterthought, but I also enjoy the time spent with my two children. But so wherever I am, I'm able to, uh, you know, they're able to explore with me the new Airbnbs I'm in or the new cities I'm in and so on. I mean, they live mostly with their mother, but they visit me um, a couple times a month. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just life has become much more free for me this way. Now, it's not. this is not appropriate for everyone. I think there's a misconception like, oh, minimalism seems to block out a lot of things for many people, depending on your on if you have kids, if you're married, and so on. For me, this, this works. But also, it involves kind of a minimalism, getting rid of the clutter of thought. Like, I don't have to think about a lot of things. I don't, I don't really deal with uh, people I don't want to deal with. I don't deal with situations I don't want to deal with, you know, within reason. Uh, I don't want to... Uh, have the, the clutter or anxiety of dealing with emotional situations that I don't really need to deal with. Not that I'm a avo- not that I'm non-confrontational or or non or, or or I'm trying to avoid situations. I just focus on what's important to me every day, and you know, let the other stuff. You know, I don't focus on so much. And for me, minimalism is is all of these things, not just throwing things out, but kind of decluttering. Uh, my anxieties, decluttering the things that I probably cared too much about, like for instance, what somebody thought about me, or what a customer thinks about me, or or what a reader thinks about me, or a listener. You know, just decluttering all of these things. And whenever I find myself anxious about anything, whether it's a physical object or an emotional object, I just I take a step back and say, okay, this is clutter, and I don't need to deal with it. And in that sense. It really has brought me kind of a lot of freedom and joy, and it's really helped me bounce back from rather difficult situations. Fire Nation, freedom and joy. I mean, aren't those two words that we all just want more of in our lives? I mean, they're powerful words, and they're a great way to live. And a word that we don't want more of in our lives, but something that we're actually going to be talking about after the break here, Fire Nation, is the word hate. So don't you go anywhere. Stick around. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Are you stuck for ideas on how to create an amazing logo, website design, or social media background? Let's face it. For some of us, design just isn't our expertise. Luckily, I've got just the place. Design Crowd. Design Crowd helps startups and small businesses crowdsource custom graphics, logos, and web designs from designers around the world. In just four steps, you'll be rocking your new custom graphics. Step one, post a brief that describes the design that you need. Step two, Design Crowd will 
invite its 500,000 designers to respond. Step three, within hours, you'll receive your first design and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. Step four, pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code FIRE when posting your project on DesignCrowd. Behind every successful business is a team of talented and driven individuals, and these individuals can be hard to come by. If you're looking for quality candidates who can help you create and grow a successful business, then posting your job in one place isn't enough. In order to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can also find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and qualified candidates will start to roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. And one more time, Fire Nation, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. So James, we are back, my friends, and a lot of people in today's day and age will talk about how we need to just avoid all bad thoughts and about how, you know, we just have to have this simple mindset of abundance and happiness. And if anything negative ever comes up, just pretend that it doesn't happen. Well, you know, that's some people's way of thinking. But one thing that you've been talking a lot about recently that I've really found a lot of power and meaning in is, you know, talking about what you specifically, James, hate and what you do about it. So can you kind of maybe expound upon that for our listeners? It's interesting because just the idea of positive thinking doesn't really work because, sure, it's good to have, when, when you start something, it's good to be hopeful and say, okay, if I work hard, good things will happen. Um, but the reality is along the way, bad things will happen. You can't ignore them you, and, and bad feelings will happen and, and struggles will happen and you know, you'll have these kind of, oh my God moments that, that will happen that you are totally unexpected. So all these kind of inspirational slogans of, you know, uh, you know, go out there and hustle and grind and all this stuff. Okay. I get it. But also respect the fact that, uh, things are difficult and sometimes you can't just have a positive message. You have to have a realistic message. And so, okay. So some of the things, and, and so, so for me, what I try to do is I just try to limit the things that can get in, in my way. I try to mitigate the risks that bad things will happen because bad things always happen. So one of those things is I try to own as few things as I can. When you, and there's, this, there's the cliche, uh, you know, whatever you own tends to own you. And I kind of more or less believe that. So, so as I was mentioning earlier, if, if I buy a new shirt, it means I'm throwing a shirt out because it has to fit in my bag. And that's it. Uh, you know, I, I all my books, I gave them away, and it's just on my Kindle now. I do all my reading. And I re- read quite a bit. I'll even go to the bookstore because I love being around physical books. I'm just not going to carry them around. I'm only going to have them on my on my Kindle and, and so on. So another thing is commuting. I really don't like to um, spend 
an hour commuting to work back and forth. And now again, it's not for everybody, but I always try to make it myself. And this, I've done this for 20 years. I've always tried to, whether I've had money or not, I've always tried to put myself in a situation where I can walk to work or I can work at home. And again, people say, oh, well, uh, you can't always do this. But look, I've been married. I've had kids. I've I've been through it all. uh, And I've managed to, to... it, not always figure it out, but usually figure it out. Like right now I'm sitting in this podcast studio where I do all my podcasts from here and I live right around the corner. Nice. You, John, you're in your podcast studio in, in your house. So we both feel the same way. It's about 10 feet from my bedroom. Not going to lie. Right. So I'm, I'm maybe a hundred feet from my bedroom. I've got to walk outside. <laughs> um, and you know, people will say, I, I always hate when people respond like, Oh, well that's good for him. I might not be good for me. Fine. That is good for me. I'm, I only talk about, I always feel advice is autobiography. So I'm only talking about what's good for me. People should try out for themselves what works for them and what doesn't and keep the good and throw out the bad. Like we're all in this life trying to figure it out together, but we're all going to come up with different solutions about what works for us. And, and that'll change over time. Uh, you know, very important. And I think people... I, I, this is like a key to success. And, you know, we've talked about this in other podcasts, John, but you can't really spend time with toxic people. You, you have to spend time with people who, you know, want to boost you up, want to help you. You, you kind of need your, your scene that you're with. And you look at like every artistic movement, political movement, literary movement, you know, throughout history. And it's all people who kind of grew up in a scene together or, or gravitated towards each other uh, who wanted to help and support each other and, and create a movement. Like, John, look look at us, for instance. We know some of the best podcasters out there. And we're all, I, I find, it's not like we're all competitive with each other. We all try to help and support each yeah, other. Yeah, each other's podcasts. And, and that's how we learn and get better and really create not only an artistic medium out of podcasting, but a, a useful one and a, and, a, and a fruitful one for us. So, so that's important as well as so hanging out with people who are good for you. So, and then the other thing, probably the, another thing that's just equally important is I don't like to be sick. So it's very simple to, it's not always easy to avoid being sick, but there's simple things you can do. For instance, sleeping eight hours a day, eating well, exercising. And I'm not even talking about going into the gym every day, but just, making sure you move around. There's these basic things you can do that that avoid being sick. It, it always boggles my mind. Like every year we know the top 10 killers in the United States. So let's call them whatever they are, you know, strokes, heart attacks, cancer, Alzheimer's. We also know the things that are most likely to cause all of these, all these, you know, causes of death, you know, smoking cigarettes, drinking too much alcohol, eating too much junk food and getting obese, uh, not sleeping enough. Uh, so these are very simple things to cure to essentially avoid dying earlier. And it's, it's possible simply by avoiding the main causes of all these killers in the United States. So, so more than anything, I can't, I, I can't get any work done if I'm sick. So I try very hard to just do the basic things I know will avoid being sick. So these are just, these are a few of the things uh, uh, I don't really like to deal with, but they're not so hard to avoid in general in my life. James, one thing I want to pull out, a phrase that you just used that I loved was advice is autobiography. Now, could that be a title of a future book of yours? It could be. I mean, I use the phrase a lot because 
I always see all these people right on all these different websites, like ten ways to be a great leader, or <laughs> ten ways that that ten ten ways that successful entrepreneurs. Yeah, list those ten things that successful entrepreneur, entrepreneurs do before eight in the morning. Um, and I don't I don't have anything against the listicle. I just don't want anybody lecturing me. Like again, I want to hear their story. How do they know that these are the ten things successful people do before eight in the morning? Tell me tell me about the time you were not successful when you weren't doing these things and what happened. I'm I'm fine with anecdotal evidence. I don't need a scientific study, but I just don't want to hear someone lecturing me without hearing their personal story because we all have experienced failure and despair. And maybe even like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here on this planet? I, 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 I feel just despair getting up in the morning. We've all felt that a little bit or, or a great amount. And, and maybe we got past it, maybe we didn't. But I want to hear about that moment. I don't want to hear about 25 years later when you say, oh, this is what I do at 8 in the morning every day. Like, you know, when I failed at my first business and, and lost everything, I lost a home, lost my family, lost... Uh, all my money, I had to really figure out, well, what am I doing wrong and what am I doing right? And I was super depressed. It wasn't easy to get up. I thought I thought I had won the lottery when I sold a business during the internet days and I figured, oh my gosh, I've lost it all. I'm never going to make that money again. I thought uh, I, I'm going to die. I'm going to go to zero. I'm going to I'm going to be a zero and that, that's going to equal death. And I had to really figure out how to get off the floor and start trying to accomplish things or, or uh, have goals again. And it was really difficult. And I kind of had to figure out my own way of doing it. So this is what, so that's why I say this is what worked for me. Might not work for somebody else who's trying different things in their life. Advice is autobiography, Fire Nation. Just absorb that, take it in. And speaking of taking things in, James, I mean, you and I have both interviewed a lot of people. So as we bring this interview home right now, can you just kind of maybe take one or two things that you've learned about life after interviewing highly successful peeps? A couple of things. One is nobody nobody is a success in isolation. Like I'm not really a big believer in, in talent, and that's what I've really seen across. You know, I've interviewed kind of the highest performers in almost every area of life, art, industry, and Podcasting. so on. Podcasting, yes. And I don't really see anybody who had this innate talent in any area and was suddenly uh, a success in that area. Like, I'll give you a great example. You know, I spoke to John Wallace, who was a power forward for the New York Knicks. And I'm like, well, come on, John, you were six foot nine. Wasn't it a little easier for you to be like great at basketball? And of course, he was immediately offended, as he should have been by that. And he said, James, <laughs> there's plenty of six foot nine guys bagging groceries in my hometown. Like, it, it took me 10 hours a day. And he had one mentor. So that's the other thing. He had a mentor, a coach, where he lost a, for a thousand days in a row. He would knock on that guy's door and say, let's play basketball. And he lost one-on-one basketball a thousand days in a row before he won his first game against that guy. And that's... You know, that kind of hard work and dedication every single day, it, it, it doesn't have to be focused. You know, John first wanted to play basketball, then he wanted, I mean, I mean, first he wanted to play baseball, then he wanted to play basketball. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but it was this dedication to improvement every day with a mentor, with feedback. So he was playing a game a day. He got feedback. He either won or lost. And then he decided, you know, what went wrong. 
So he studied the feedback and he tried to improve. So these kind of qualities, mentor, feedback, dedication, trying to improve every day, that's what creates a peak performer. Nothing else. Talent is kind of the ignition that starts the car, but then the 3,000-mile journey that you have to drive, that's all you driving. I think that's the main thing I've learned is that you got to get up and really work at it every day. Do it with a mentor. Make sure you're getting feedback. Make sure you're trying to improve every single day. And don't rely on talent because that will give you this kind of fixed mindset that you think you're supposed to be special when, when nobody starts off any, any more special than anyone else. James, we started on fire, brother. Now we're going to end on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you. Let's talk about the best way that we can connect and then we'll say goodbye. Get up in the morning and try to say to yourself, what am I going to do every day to improve physically? So in terms of your health, emotionally, in terms of the people you connect with, creatively, what are you going to do creative today? Whether it's reading, writing, painting, photography, whatever you do. Uh, and then finally, be grateful. Even in the most difficult of moments, find something to be grateful for. So that's incredibly important. And, uh, you know, to, in terms of connecting with me, you can... Uh, you know, my blog is jamesaltucher.com. My phone number, you can text me anytime you want, 203-512-2161. I don't always answer the texts, but I, but I certainly look at them. And uh, buy my book, uh, Choose Yourself, for 99 cents. If, if you need a scholarship for that, I'll, I'll lend you the 99 cents. <gasps> All you're going to do is text him, Fire Nation. So, James, this is your third time on EO Fire. And Fire Nation, if you want a little chuckle, just go back to episode 105, that is like a really early JLD and, of course, a very classy James. Then episode 1182, we wrapped for a lot about a cool topic. And then, of course, today's 1415, and I'm sure this is not the last one. But if you, Fire Nation, head over to eofire.com and just type James in the search bar. All three of those will pop up. Of course, the number one call to action today is... Pick up Choose Yourself. It's going to put you into James' world, and it's a great world to be in. And of course, in October, uh, when Reinvent Yourself comes out, you know, make sure you get on that watch list in Amazon because I'm sure James is going to make it happen for you. And James, I just want to say thank you for sharing your journey again with Fire Nation. And for that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Let me on episode number 3000. Like, you're going to get there. So I want to go on that episode. It's in the books, James. Holla. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with James today. What a cool dude. And I've created a quick and powerful tutorial on Snapchat, on Instagram, and on Facebook Live at skillsonfire.com. So I will catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Quality candidates who can help you create and grow a successful business are hard to come by. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire.